This broadcast is rated PG-13 for prolonged sequences of coherent sentences, strong opinions, mind-blowing factual analysis, minor language, and hardcore roasting. Some material may be inappropriate for fragile precedents. Whiny baby strongly cautioned. All right, welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the realest fake news show of all time. My name is Paul, and I'm here to talk about something other than Trump's CNN tweet. And my name is Glenn, here to once again debunk the president's conspiracies. And together we make PG-13 your favorite NSFW news podcast in the entire Western Hemisphere. NSFW meaning not safe for Washington, of course. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at PG-13Podcast and like us on Facebook to join in the discussion. All right, so turn off CNN and MSNBC because the real fake news is right here. All right, so today we're going to be talking about voter fraud, or lack thereof, depending on what side you sit on. And that started, of course, with a tweet from Donald Trump. Glenn, tell us what happened. So non-existent voter fraud started pretty much back in the 2016 election, as so many things started, Mm -hmm. where we thought it was actually going to go the other way, where Trump was claiming that the election was rigged and Hillary's going to win because it was set in stone for her. Obviously, he ended up winning, but... Mm -hmm not without still saying that the election was rigged um, because a few weeks after he was elected, I think it was November 27th, he tweeted, quote, in addition to winning the electoral college in a landslide, I won the popular vote if you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally, end quote. You know, Glenn, I almost forgot. I almost forgot about that. He has never mentioned that since. He hasn't even talked about how he won the popular vote once. That's true. And such a humble man. Yeah, he's, he, he's really growing, I think. <laughs> um, but even just looking at that tweet, there's several false statements. Uh-huh. Um, that he did not win in a landslide in the Electoral College. He did not win the popular vote. And there were not millions of people who voted illegally. Because if you think of it, they I think they, the number they finally settled on when they said what they thought voted illegally was 3 to 5 million. Um, 3 to 5 million is more than the population of several, if not many, states. Um mm-hmm. So I don't think that an entire state worth of people just decided to vote illegally. Um, he later tweeted after that uh, initial tweet starting this whole conspiracy. He tweeted, quote, serious voter fraud in Virginia, New Hampshire and California. So why isn't the media reporting on this? Serious bias. Big problem. Sad. Sad. He didn't say that. We are saying that. Sad. No, but- um, I heard it. I heard it in his tweet voice. <laughs> he wanted to say sad. Not enough characters. There was really no voter fraud at all. And in the grand scheme of things, voter fraud is almost non-existent, like we said earlier. Um, Paul, tell us some statistics about voter fraud that we can kind of grapple onto. Yeah, so I mean, it, it it's hard to say for sure because I mean, there are some there are many investigated cases of voter fraud, but it's really difficult and very rare to actually confirm whether or not voter fraud was the case. In in I think in recent elections, there were about twenty five or so investigations into voter fraud. But MSNBC actually took in some statistics um, from two thousand to two thousand ten in this case. Uh, just thirteen cases of credible in-person voter fraud were found in the six hundred and forty-nine million votes cast in all general elections, and you know, honestly, at that point, it, it's it's interesting just because thirteen out of six hundred and forty-nine million. Now, I just want to put that into some context. So, we've got thirteen credible cases of in-person voter fraud from two thousand to two thousand seven. There were thirty-two thousand two hundred and ninety-nine reports of UFO sightings, three hundred and fifty-two strikes of lightning, which hit people 
and nine cases of voter impersonation. And that's, you know, a separate statistic from the 13 cases from 2000 to 2010, including those three extra years that MSNBC quoted. But what MSNBC is essentially saying is that UFO sightings are, quote by MSNBC, 3,615 times more common than instances of voter fraud. And yet this is something that we're trying to legislate really heavily. I mean, uh, legislative efforts to curb the supposed fraud are huge. I mean, in the last 10 years when the MSNBC article was written, there were 1,000 bills introduced in 46 states to tighten voting laws. And that was written in 2012. I mean, th think about today. I mean, there there have been, what, four investigated cases of voter fraud for real? And we're, we're seeing the president tweeting about this almost every week. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the reaction to voter fraud and what's being done about it um, in a little bit. But before we get on to that, we should talk about the most recent election and voter fraud right. in that um, capacity. Um, from the New York Times, a few states reported somewhat larger numbers of fraud claims that were mm -hmm. under review. Um, these weren't convictions, these were just investigations. Uh, Tennessee counted 40 credible allegations out of some 4.3 million primary and general election votes, primary and general. And in Georgia, where more than 4.1 million ballots were cast, officials said they had opened 25 inquiries into suspicious voting or election-related activity. So the claim that there's widespread voter fraud is demonstrably false. Right. And I mean, even as you just said, these are inquiries or allegations. Right. I mean, none of these people have been convicted of anything. It just means that the states have some concern about their voter record. Right. And that's something you'll see with any any type of investigation. Investigations may not lead to somewhere. So those numbers are almost guaranteed to be lower than what they say there. Um, so for the for the president to call this widespread voter fraud and for his administration and many Republican lawmakers to go along with it is just, again, it's just completely false and Absolutely. a waste of time, mm -hmm. which we'll get to again. So that brings us to what are they doing about it? Well, again, well, they say they're doing a whole lot. Yeah, they're trying to do a whole lot. They they uh, they put together a nice little commission. That was fun. Um, <laughs> it was cute. It was a good try. So as many things do with this president, it started all from a tweet. Mm -hmm. um, the president tweeted on January 25th, just five days after being inaugurated, that, quote, I will be asking for a major investigation into voter fraud, in all caps, including those registered to vote in two states, those who are illegal, and dot, 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 even those who registered to vote who are dead, quote, um, parentheses, and many for a long time. Depending on results, we will strengthen up voting procedures. Uh, I don't expect there to be too many results from that. No, especially since there are, what, 40 states at this point who have completely rejected to comply? I think the number's at 44. Nice. Um, so yeah, the, the president did start this. It's called the Presidential Advisory Commission on Election Integrity. And what they basically did was ask all 50 states and the District of Columbia for extensive information last week on their voters, including full names and addresses, political party registration, and the last four digits of their social security numbers. He named Vice President Pence the uh, chair of the commission and Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, who's also a Republican, uh, a leading conservative voice on the concerns about voter fraud uh, as the vice chairman. And he's basically leading the effort on this uh, commission. From the Washington Post, uh, they reported that states that won't provide all of their voter data grew to a group of at least 44 by Wednesday. 
uh, including some such as California and Virginia that said that they would provide nothing to the commission. Uh, I believe New York also joined them in providing nothing. Um, others said they are hindered by state laws governing what voter information can be made public, um, but will provide what they can. Um, and then more than two dozen states said that they will provide some of the requested information according to interviews and public statements and media accounts, again, from the Washington Post. Um, Arizona Secretary of State Michelle Reagan, who called the commission's request a hastily organized experiment, and Louisiana Secretary of State Tom Shedler, who described it as a federal intrusion and overreach, are just some of the backlash to this request. So I actually really like that phrasing there where it was phrased as a hastily organized experiment. Um, Some people were pointing out that even the, the requests for this information went to the wrong place. Um, you know, he was sending, you know, requests for information to mostly secretary of states across the country. But, you know, sometimes in depending on the state, the secretary of state doesn't have anything to do with, you know, logging voter information. So it just went to erroneous offices. And then he was asking people to email personal information back to an unencrypted network over a publicly domained email address, which it's sloppy. You know, it's just it's yeah, they're just being reckless. Right. And there's no real organization put into this. There's no real thought put into this. And there's no real reason that it needs to be done in the first place. So that right. all of that added up to this basically bogus operation is making people just resist them because they know they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked a little bit about, um, we named two examples of who was against this Um We also have New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who's a Democrat. Um, He said that New York refuses to uh, perpetuate the myth that voter voter fraud played a role in our election. Um, Vermont Secretary of State James C. Condos, also a Democrat, said that he was bound by law to hand over publicly available information, but would provide no extra information to a commission he called uh, a waste of taxpayer money. Maryland is not going to provide data, uh, the Attorney General said in a statement. Um, Brian E. Frosch, who's the Attorney General there, called the request repugnant, and his campaign sent out that message in an email Wednesday night along with the fundraising requests. So they're using it to um, campaign against those who are for this myth that voter fraud exists. So possibly the best response to this voter fraud commission came from Mississippi Mississippi Secretary of State Delbert Hostman, who said, my reply would be, they can go jump in the Gulf of Mexico, and Mississippi is a great state to launch from. Absolutely. And I mean, there have been a couple different zingers there. I mean, Allison Lundergan Grimes from Kentucky said that, uh, I believe I'm quoting here, well, there's not enough bourbon here in Kentucky to make this request seem sensible. So like, people are having a field day with this. I love it. Oh, yeah. And Senator Amy Klobuchar, who's from Minnesota, um, she posted a video on Twitter saying, um, similar to the Secretary of State of Mississippi, said uh, that the commission should go jump in Lake Superior, um, which is right off the coast of, um, not the coast, but right off of uh, Minnesota. Possibly the best irony of the day. (laughs) Uh, Chris Kobach, who we just mentioned, was leading the effort into uh, discovering the the non-existent voter fraud across America that's sweeping the nation. Um, he said Friday that Kansas, at least for now, also won't be sharing Social Security information with the commission on which he serves as vice chairman. Uh, that's according to the Kansas City Star. 
and the state will share other information about the state's registered voters, including names and addresses, which are subject to the state's open record laws. So that's already publicly accessible information. So like, I feel like I feel like Kobach realized before it was too late that he had overreached. But like that's that's again contributing before to the you know hastily organized experiment quote that was made. It's like they didn't even think this through. Like even Chris Kobach doesn't want to release that information. Yeah, I mean, where in what state would that be popular? Right. Just handing over all the personal information of all of your voters for something that doesn't exist. It's unbelievable. Now, so Glenn, I mean, we, I mean, we've already been talking about how a bunch of states have been refusing this request, but like, what wasn't this? These requests for information were coming from a presidential commission. Well, I mean, aren't, aren't they not allowed to say no? Well, I mean, how presidential is a commission led by Donald Trump? Um, That's fair enough, but like legally, <laughs> don't they have to respond? Well, legally, I think that they're actually not going through the right process um, okay because again they're so unorganized and just you know didn't think this through um according to a report done by the hill um several several regulatory experts told the hill that president trump's voter fraud commission may have violated law by ignoring federal requirements governing requests for information from states Mm -hmm. um and they went on to say that the failure to submit the requested the request to states through the Office of Management and Budgets Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, that's a long one, violates an, a 1980 law known as the Paperwork Reduction Act. Uh, and they also say that the failure could be significant since states could argue it means they are no under they are under no obligation to respond. Right. So I'm not sure we haven't heard yet if states are citing this law in their defiance to the request. Um, most states are just saying out of principle that no, we're not gonna do it. Right. Um, we're not gonna give you uh, voter information. We're not gonna give you social security numbers of millions of people. Um, but now that this has come out, they might be using that more. Um, and we might see more states say, uh, instead of giving some, we're not gonna give any, or we're gonna see more states say that we're not gonna give that private information. You can just take what you can find that's in the public domain. Right. Um, so, you know, that plus all these partial responses from the states could lead to further problems, uh, according to experts, because the commission could assemble uh, disparate and incomplete information uh, in an effort to draw a national picture, and the partial data could make it all largely worthless or misleading um so having missing data from any scientific you know this is a scientific experiment basically they're they're collecting data and they're making a conclusion um mm-hmm. if they don't have all the data they can't make uh, a sound conclusion so that's that's really what we're missing here um if they can't make that sound conclusion they're they're not going to first of all it'll be a waste of time because they did all that work for nothing and they're, they're not going to get all the data they need to have a satisfying result. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, if they do publish a result without um, the full picture, it's going to be misleading to the public and it'll essentially be false. Right, absolutely. All right, so Glenn, you and I had been discussing uh, privately just about how some of the 
you know, some of the implications of this this voter fraud investigation could just be incredibly far-reaching and incredibly damaging to the political process. Now, I mean, in Maine, Governor Paul LePage, my state, who can frick off to Hecktown if I'm concerned, uh, he's a Republican. Uh, this month's certified state elections in which, you know, Mrs. Clinton won in that case. Um, he refused to call the vote count accurate. And, you know, although the Maine Secretary of State says no voter fraud was detected, the governor of Maine is even contributing to the at least feeding doubt into his constituency that, you know, possibly even Maine's election process has been upended and compromised. And it's it's concerning to me just because it could really damage the political process and, you know, damage the campaigns of future officials and really lead to a lot of, um, you know, uh, could lead to a lot of dichotomy within, you know, a lot of different states and add a lot of tension between people. Well, we should also not forget that this is the same governor that claimed that the state's uh, heroin dealers were coming from Waterbury, Connecticut. Right. Um, so I don't know how seriously we can take his claims. Yeah, I mean, I've um, lived in Maine for nine months, and I already know that the governor's a big dumb dumb head, so it's not that hard to find, figure out. Um, but also in North Carolina, their governor, um, who was just kicked out of office, basically, um, not kicked out legally, but kicked out via election. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pat McCrory was his name. He was a Republican. He said that Democratic-driven fraud in more than half the state's 100 counties contributed to his re-election defeat by the state attorney general, Roy Cooper. Um, again, with no no evidence. Um, and again, that's another case of claiming that there's widespread voter fraud when there's, in fact, no voter fraud at all. There's, o- there's only so many places that we can spread out these 25 investigated people. They can't have all voted in all of these same places. Yeah, seriously. So, I mean, as I said before, I mean, so voter fraud becoming a clear attempt to undermine the integrity of the democratic process to, you know, I mean, it seems to me at this point, I mean, we all know that Trump is a man, you know, he's a showman. He's a TV personality. He's, you know, been on multiple reality TV shows. He's a real estate, you know, mogul. He's He's got charm. He knows how to play the game, walk the walk, show off a bit. And, uh, you know, it seems it seems just a little bit too much like he's trying to secure tenure with his base by claiming all of this voter fraud. He's trying to, you know, inject and secure doubt in their minds. And I mean, he, he probably knows that he's not going to convince many Democrats or liberals of anything. So what he tries to do is take the people who already trust him and re-solidify their anger and their doubt so that they're not going to cooperate quietly if something doesn't go the Republican way or the Trump way. You know, he's trying so hard to find one shred of credible evidence that he can use. And, you know, if he'll use it as he continues to run, I mean, I don't know, maybe he'll even use it in a campaign for Supreme Chancellor of the world. I don't know. This is, I mean, how big of an ego do you have to have to win a presidential election and then still complain that you didn't win every single part of it? Um... Granted, he did technically lose the election, um, but, you know, who's counting three million votes? I won the popular vote if you don't count the dead people and the illegals and the stupid heads. The stupid heads don't count. Neither do the losers or the haters. Nope. Um, But that's basically his argument and that, you know, he's trying to create this alternative narrative, again, to distract from the awful things that he's doing in office. Um, And I think... This has been one of the more successful parts of the resistance in basically debunking this, the need for this voter fraud commission and 
having over 40, 40, over 44 states rejecting it basically in some form um, has been a great way to stop it from distracting from the other things that Trump and the administration are doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say, I mean, say the say the voter fraud commission goes and they do their studies and they get the information that they need. And so what what do you think happens though if they go through this whole process and then it turns out that there was nothing to find? Well, I mean, I don't think we can even trust them to publish anything that's not flattering to the president. Mm-hmm. So, if it comes up that there was no widespread voter fraud, which is most likely the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they're going to actually publish that information. They might say that they're giving up on the investigation. They might say that it's the state's fault for not complying and they don't have all the information. They might say that it's the Democrats obstructing, even though they have nothing to do with it. You know, they might come with a come up with a number of excuses, right, of why it couldn't happen or why they didn't finish or you know whatever the outcome is. Because I don't think they're going to publish the exact truth unless it, if it flat out says that the president won the popular vote and that there were three million people that voted illegally. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think instead of coming out and saying, you're like, oh, we didn't find any conclusive evidence, they're just going to not talk about it. Right. And they're not going to respond to any questions. And they're going to be like, oh, we're still looking into it. And they'll just say that until the day they die. Right. And let's we're not. still looking into it. <laughs> let's not forget that this was. This was something designed to fill the president's ego. I mean, there's no way that these people... uh, Why do you think that they found someone that is a known voting suppressor, someone who is a known person to believe in voter fraud, even though it's not something you believe in, it's something that happens, um, or it doesn't? Why did they think he was... Why did they put him in, in charge of it? Because they know he would chase it and he wouldn't, you know, question it. And right. it's an issue that he's for some reason passionate about. I mean, they also they've they've made a habit of appointing people who don't like President Obama. Right. And Chris Kobach refused to put Obama's name on his voting registry for Obama's reelection term until Obama gave more proof that he was born in the United States. So, I mean, with the with the anti-Obama narrative the Trump administration has been spitting, I mean, it fits right in. Yeah, and that's basically the like we were saying last week with healthcare, it's basically if Obama did it, do the opposite. So I mean, at this point with the with the voter fraud commission, like where do where do we as regular people go from here? Like what do what do we do about this? Like do I call do I call my senator? Do I like go go? What do I do? Do I like go back on Facebook and rant some more, or do I send more sassy gifts at the president over Twitter to make him mad while he's pooping? Like what do I do? Well, you should always be sending gifs to the president. Don't you don't Twitter. you said GIF and now we can't have a radio show anymore. We we don't have time to debate GIF versus GIF, but So I'm a GIF man and Glenn's a GIF man. We all just discovered this is a national moment for PG thirteen. Next that'll be our next episode. We'll debate that. Let's do it. Um but yes, keep doing that because that's very important. But what you should be doing also is calling your whoever represents elections in your state, whether it's a board of elections or the secretary of state's office or whoever, or the attorney general, whoever runs elections in your state, you should reach out to them and say, I'm not okay with you giving away private information, um, to this commission that 
has no evidence you know right give them your own message say that you don't want your privacy violated tell them that they're breaking the law by not doing it through the right avenue reach out to whoever in your state handles elections and urge them to not comply with this and just as resisting worked with the healthcare legislation so far that fight's not over but um this is another fight that we have to fight yeah, don't forget about healthcare either they're voting soon they had their week's break and they're gonna vote again yeah so don't forget about any of these issues keep calling keep making your voice heard and keep sending sassy gifts at the president that is the most important thing do the good work he hates it i mean and also just give i mean his aides are deleting your tweets so just give them something to do you know they're bored if 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 you aren't blocked by the president you're not doing your job no it's it's a personal goal of mine to get blocked by the president i'm a little disappointed in myself that i haven't gotten there yet so i guess i gotta step up my mean game we're gonna keep trying absolutely All right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening again. Uh, Please feel free to follow us on Facebook at PG13 Podcast, as well as on Twitter. Uh, Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And uh, we'll be coming at you once a week with approximately half an hour episodes. And next week, you know, we've got a mystery box of fun stuff to talk about. And come join us again. Find out what it is. 